America. My name is Amiel Seferimpong. I come to you live every Thursday. I'm a little bit late today. My kids had parents uh, teacher conferences, so I went and you know was a responsible parent, and I yeah I got stuck in a lot of other things. But I wanted to give you the show that you deserve, people, especially if you kick in your five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month to uh, to help me deliver the quality of wisdom that I. I think will help you not squander your life. And I want to, you know, I get a little bit frustrated about the way people talk to kids, especially my kids. <laughs> I get frustrated about how they screw up everybody else's kids, but I, I take it personally when they screw up my kids insofar as I take my kids as being part of my person <laughs> in a way. So uh, a lot of people approach my, especially girls, not so much my boys, it's a different problem with my son. A lot of people approach my girls as if everything that they, should do should be fun and enjoyable and look a lot of black childhood is not going to be enjoyable because a lot of black childhood is about growing up to like be black adults <laughs> and you need to be prepared depending on who you talk to mlk jr's childhood was not necessarily enjoyable but you know it should be meaningful but not necessarily enjoyable all the time a lot of the things we have to do in order to be successful adults are not going to be fun so this illusion and i don't want my kids to think that if it's not fun that they shouldn't do it so people say like well do you so yeah I, i'm pretty hard on my kids academically and i'm pretty hard on my kids musically and i'm just pretty hard on my kids in other ways and then they ask like well do they enjoy it is it fun and i i want to tell them i don't care it's irrelevant whether it's fun and they enjoy it at the end when they win the problem is we have a lot of media and a lot of like this is a liberal problem right so liberals white liberals are the worst because the entire world is organized for them so like they don't understand that like other people have to work a little bit more intentionally and go through not fun because like the default mechanism in America is like, if you're a screw up girl, as long as you're passably cute, you can always marry well. And if you're a screw up guy, as long as you can find a way to show up on time, you can always get a decent job with another idiot white guy. So like that's that life. So maybe they think you should be fine, even though white guys even understand that like we, we tell them to play sports and stuff like that because we understand that things aren't always fun all the time. Like you, you're not going to enjoy everything that you need to do in order to be a functional adult or to be a good person. And this illusion that you're going to enjoy everything you need to do um, in order to be a good adult. I don't even like, like sometimes vegetables don't taste good, but yet people will tell my kids, oh, don't, what, don't those vegetables taste delicious? When it's obvious that like what's on my plate, what's on the kid's plate is not taste delicious. You don't eat it because it tastes delicious. You eat it because it's good for you. And then you've groomed yourself into like accepting it and doing it out of a sense of duty trying to pretend that it's delicious isn't helpful it actually is just confusing you about the state of play and what you're doing and why you're doing it right like i don't enjoy running i run a lot i run because it's good for me there was no river runners high i feel like there was kind of an openness and clarity about purpose when I'm charging up a hill. But when I charge up a hill, I do it because it's hard, not because it's fun. I don't enjoy it immediately. Mediated through like all sorts of different other conceptions of what it is to live a meaningful life, it's somewhat meaningful. But immediately, it's very painful and it's hard and I'd rather stop. 
So telling me or my kids, you know, if you don't enjoy it or if it's not fun, you should stop. It's just setting up my kids for being like awful people. And I don't want my kids to be awful people. And so that's why we do a lot of hard things. And their kid used to doing hard things. And if you ask my kid what she should do when she runs a hill, she should say you charge because Ose Frimpongs charge up hills. Right? And what does it mean to charge up hills? Well, it means that everyone around you is going to take the hill as an excuse to slow down. And you charge uphill. And you can kind of relax going down the hill because you'll be relaxing and the hill will do the work. So you charge up hills. You go to the hard thing. Not because it's enjoyable, not because it's fun, but because that's the way to wrestle meaning from your life. And if you're not, I mean, maybe you're not teaching your kids that, but <laughs> make no mistake, I am. Um, I, don't, I, I don't understand people, and, and honestly, I've seen this screw up both black and white lives. People who like teach their kid to only do what they like to do or do what's fun and then they're surprised when that ends up in like drugs or rehab or like their kid ends up so, a wastrel or confused about a life full of other people who have developed skills for decades doing what's not fun. Um, so like there might be a deep joy at the end, but it will not, it will not uh, be fun getting there. And don't expect it to be. Expect it to possibly, and you're, you're black, so all of this is with a possibility. Expect it to be possibly meaningful when you get there. But don't expect it to be fun while you get there. We don't call basic camp, boot camp, fun. It might be meaningful when you're done, but it's not fun. And if it's fun, you're not really doing it the right way, right? So um, this idea that everything that kids do, or everything that people do should be fun or they should want to do it is ridiculous and naive and actually dangerous. So don't talk to my kids like that. Don't talk to other kids that way. Don't ask them. Praise them for doing a good job. Praise them for their hard work. Don't ask them if they enjoy doing it or if it's fun because that's irrelevant and it might get them distracted from the work they have to do. Um, so like to wrestle meaning from their lives. So I don't, I, so that's, that's what, um, meaningful is not fun and not because fun, especially when you talk to fun and pleasure, it, there is an immediacy about it and meaningful is not going to be immediate anything any more than like eating a good meal is going to taste delicious. I mean, it might. But if it's just about immediate taste, you might just end up with a lot of butter, fat, and sugar, <laughs> right? right? So like it's going to be mediated by like your conceptions of health, right? So I don't, I, I don't, um, I, you need to train yourself to do what's right. This is one reason why I actually like for the, for kids, the mystery stories and kind of hero stories. Hero stories are a little bit weird because if it's heroes with powers, they don't actually have to work as much. But mystery stories, I, 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 I like but for kids because the kids don't solve mysteries because they're fun. The kids solve mysteries because it's the problem that they're set to solve. <laughs> right? So like I read the Encyclopedia Brown stories with my kid or the Camp Jansen stories with my kid and these kids are solving mystery um, and these kids are solving mysteries, not because they enjoy solving mysteries, but because there's a problem before them that they are positioned to actually address, right? 
So I like that's the disposition. I think you should inculcate in your kid. And you should definitely inculcate that into your kid before you get your kid around my kid, because I don't need your kid screwing up my kid. Right? So all of these people, all of these adults, and I, I blame the adults. The number of adults who always lead with, do you enjoy it? Do you like it? When my kid talks about their music or like their school or something like that, like it's ridiculous. It's, it's absurd. As if, well, you know what it is, actually. I figured it out. I figured it out, people. You're going to hear some thinking live. What it is, is that the adults themselves don't have any hard skills. And so they're intimidated that by how advanced my kids are in music or school or anything like that. So, and so, so since the adults themselves don't have any hard skills, the only thing they can use to connect with my kid is whether they enjoy it. Um, because if my kid enjoys music, then it'll take the adult off the hook for not actually having the discipline to practice and becoming a musician him or herself. <laughs> right? Because, but if they find out that my kid doesn't enjoy it and they don't enjoy it, but my kid can do it and they can't do it, then they can't do it, then my kid becomes some sort of threat to them. So for their own kind of self-worth, they need my kid to enjoy this hard thing that they quit when they were my kid's age. Or so there's something like that going on. Um, and I, I don't appreciate it. And they're low key, like I, yeah. The, the America is trying to screw up your children, black people. And don't let them. Don't let them. And don't let your kids quit a damn thing that you have decided is worth it. Now, once you decide it's not worth it, that's one thing. But if you've decided it's worth it and if they're not having fun anymore, they want to quit, well, don't let them. And if you're, they're surrounded by quitters and like other parents let their kids quit, that's other parents' problems. You don't let your kid quit. Right? But that means it's a commitment on you. You got you to gotta be there. You have to be there. You have to help them with the homework. You have to help them with... Um, you have to help them with the homework. You can't just let the institutions do it. You have to help them with practicing. You have to help them. I mean, you know, I don't. I, uh, black dads know this. Any any black dad who has who's raised an athlete son knows this because like that's what they've done. But like you gotta you gotta it's expecting them to enjoy everything that's good for them is irresponsible is irresponsible parenting. It's almost irresponsible friendship, and it's irresponsible living. Um, because that's just not, uh, it's a liberal nonsense that will like screw up your life, and it's okay maybe if you have family money. But for other people, for more responsible people, they have to learn how to work through things they don't enjoy to possibly find meaning at the end. And it's possible. It's possible that it was all a waste. But if you want to rescue meaning, it's not going to become through chasing experiences or chasing fun. Um, and I, it's really unfortunate that people, um, and so they use that, and, and so there are lots of ways to, to not think, right? So you can not think and just do what you want to and raise your kids to kind of do what they want to, they'll end up screw ups. Or you can not think by just following a script that was mandated to you from someone else that you didn't think about. And that's another way of not thinking. 
and um uh so you this the, the this is how conservative and conservative whites and some conservative blacks screw it up they just mandate a script that they didn't think about and it's not fun but like it's just the script that they were handed down to and sometimes it's abusive that 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 a script that they were handed down to they haven't actually thought about it or interrogated the dignity into it and like what the end is and what the purpose is because the purpose of what i do for my children is to raise free functional adults community leaders and people who are good at like securing and democratizing power um and and free functional adults free functional adults that's the goal and getting from black infant to free functional adult is does not go through fun necessarily <laughs> um i don't i don't maybe it does for you but uh, for me not in this house there are going to be some fun moments and I have a pretty good sense of humor but no it, it's going to be like training it's going to be training a very well-supported boot camp age appropriate um for like adulthood as like as a as a black child so but i feel these white people or not really so much black people but these white people uh you know always ask my kids well do you like doing it is it fun um and you know they're just setting them up for the for the kids to find a reason to quit because it's not because the idea is that if it's not fun they should quit and i'm not letting them do that so then i i look hard but like fuck it fuck it i will look hard and um my kids will be uh <laughs> my six-year-old hates going to kumon because it's not fun last <laughs> yeah i would laugh too that's great thank you we're going to kumon like i like i don't i don't i don't, i do the the education here at home but like if you if you find if you're next to kumon and you're going to kumon and there's this idea that like your kid doesn't like it because it's not fun uh awa awa you're doing the right job i'm looking at awa in chat awa you're doing your job as a parent you take your kid to kumon and if they're crying and it's tear stained well that's part of the job you need to steal yourself and steal your kid and you and you say thank you for telling me let's go to kumon <laughs> and that's your job as a parent you are doing your job right and uh i don't i don't understand um yeah yeah i don't i think it's irresponsible uh, for for people and people people don't want a parent and it's 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 uh it's a shame and it's actually a sham but what is kumon oh okay so people don't know kumon kumon is uh like training to be apex predators in American education and capitalism. That's what Kumon is. It's this, uh, it's a program, it's a series of schools spread out throughout the United States where people, I believe from four on up, go to learn how to do very well at standardized tests, right? So you're learning speed math, you're learning math accelerated, you're learning vocab accelerated, you're learning English accelerated, and it's all, um, it's kind of like there are a lot of worksheets and there's a serious amount of parent involvement but like at the end they win and like a lot of your asian and southeast asian immigrant families the reason why they're scoring better than your kids is because their kids have been in kumon um it's how to win in america yeah it's pretty much it's a, it's a it's a crash course in how to win in america and by like you're training your kid to be apex predators and how to feed because the kids who go through kumon just think well i'm just smart and better and every kids are dumb and lazy 
but really it's because you have parents who like at four years old got you through Kumon. Um, and you just have a competitive advantage over people who in theory um, are just as prepared as you are, but like <laughs> didn't go through the training because the training works. You'll score better than people, people in Kumon. I teach, you know, I've been to fancy schools and now I teach at like a, a, a flagship university, like Southeast Asian and, and Asian kids and the white kids who do Aloha math and stuff like that. Um, they do better than the kids who've never heard about it. And the kids who've never heard about it are at a distinct disadvantage. So I don't know what to tell you. Like, the more you know, and it's not fun. Like, you, it might be the case that your kids will cry for the work you give them every day for years. But at the end of the day, they'll be doing meaningful stuff. Um, and it is because they've been trained. And honestly, if you're just consistent, it's not going to be that big of a deal. The problem is going to be other people who then like tell your kids, well, they should like what they do. Then it's going to feel like an injustice and oppression. Uh, would I consider myself a tiger dad? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I guess. Would I consider? Yes. I don't know. I come from that long line of black fathers who don't fuck around. <laughs> and like, but like, you know, there's something to be said for Tiger Williams' dad and Richard Wo uh, Tiger Woods' dad and Richard Williams and the the tennis dad up in uh, up in Michigan. What's his name? And like no small number of basketball, football dads. Well, and boxing dad, Like, you know, Floyd Mayweather Jr. You know, it's Floyd Mayweather Jr. Because I bet you Floyd Mayweather Sr. was like, I'm going to raise a boxer. Right? So, um, you know, Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr. Like, these dads, I so strongly suspect, did not mess around. Even you read Daddy King and Martin Luther King, Daddy King was not messing around. He was kind of disappointed with how Martin Luther King showed up because, like, turns out Martin Luther King was a little bit more radical than Daddy King wanted. But I come from the, the and my dad was from Ghana, and, like, I come from the long line of, and I appreciate the legacy of a black American dads who do not mess around and know that, like, this is the job. Raising your kids, raising your black kids is the job. Um, so yeah, I, uh, so do I call my, do I consider myself a tiger dad? Sure, I guess. But, um, oh yeah, what are my thoughts on happiness? Well, happiness is going to be tied to meaning, right? So happiness isn't going to be a matter of immediacy. It's going to be a matter of being mediated through the right kind of institutions. But, um, you know, real kind of robust happiness. But that means you need to actually form and participate in the right kind of institutions. And black people, we don't have that kind of institutional access. So we need to create, form, or reform the existing institutions in order to secure us a meaningful life. Right? So, like, actual happiness is going to be um, uh, doing a lot of, like, of community reform because you need the right kind of friends and the right kind of institutions. and. Uh, depending on who you talk to, the right kind of church. But like these things aren't just kind of given in America. You're going to have to actually make them. <laughs> You're going to have to make them. Because they're not, the ones that are left lying around are trash. Um, the right kinds of schools and the right kinds of, so you're going to have to just make your friends, make your church, make your school. You're going to have to like listen to this, show this to them. And like you're going to have to make the community that then will then you'll interact with and become happy. Right? 
So, um, so uh, there's this idea that there's this idea that everything that you want to do or should do should make you happy. Well, it's not going to happen immediately. It's not going to, and that's the same thing with like diet, right? Like everything that you should eat isn't going to make you immediately like delicious, isn't going to be immediately delicious. We know that with food on some level and we know that with other aspects, but for some reason with kids, we don't get, we don't take the fight seriously. And I mean, I do, and I encourage you to, and do not ask my kids whether they enjoy their hard work. Thank them for their hard work. Praise them for their hard work. Do not ask them if they enjoy their hard work. Because they probably do not, and I do not need you giving them ideas about why, whether they should enjoy, like, you know, the paces I put them through. What I need to do is put them through paces for just like seven more years, and then if I do my job right, they'll be self-sufficient. And they'll kind of understand um, why both I do what I do and why they should continue to do what I do like outside of um, uh, you know, my everyday tutelage, right? So uh, this idea that life should be fun, you're just setting them up for a meaningless life. I don't know, so depending on who you talk to, you're just setting them up for a life of drugs. No. Life is going to be a life is going to be like it's going to entail struggle. Learning things is scary. We charge up hills, not because it's fun, not because we enjoy it, but because we need to train ourselves to charge up the hill, to run up the hill faster than you run down the hill. <laughs> like you see the hill, you speed up, right? And if you don't have that attitude in this America, black people, you're not going to be good for other black people. You're not going to be pretty good for yourself. Right? Or you'll find yourself like just kind of giving yourself over to what, some white script that's not going to end well. Um, oh, it's not going to end in self-determination. Right? So, hey, look, if you like what I do and you want me to keep doing it, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademy.com. Uh, you know, the, the money you, you give me helps me grow the channel, pays for my kids' lessons, and um, all sorts of other things. And... Uh, you know, a lot of people are good with the cliche that, every, that, that kids should enjoy what they do. Like, no, that's not, not, that's not how you win in America. And um, these cliches are actually dangerous for black people. Let white people with family money raise kids who like to have fun and think that fun is where dignity ends. You know, what they could do... Um, Oh, do I, do I agree with, no, because, right, so I put my kids in public school right now because you could say the education is better in private school possibly, but you got to deal with a special class of white people um, and they're assholes. And I'd rather my kids not be snobs with respect to that. So like, I don't want my kids to confuse themselves into thinking that they're on the same side as upper middle class whites, <laughs> right? So that's, I don't want my kids to confuse myself to thinking that, that confuse themselves into thinking that they're on that side. Um, and, and I don't want the kind of, cause I've seen too many black kids go through that system and then confuse, then get confused about what it means to be black and it doesn't end up well 
for either the community or um, them individually. So like I support public schools and I think we actually just need to take over public schools um, in terms of curriculum and teachers. And I would rather send my kid to like a failing black school or a failing just regular public school than a high and private school. Because I can do the enrichment. I could, like I, I told you before, everything that I teach my kids, I assume that we'll, they will learn from like my mouth. <laughs> um, I don't, I, school is a place where I send my kids to like someone else to just kind of hold while I read and learn the things that I then teach my kids. Right, so um, I don't need them actually to learn in school. I need them to learn how to teach other kids and how to not be snobs and actually how to like work with to, to, to see the problem in a way, right? And like the kind of education you get at a private school is an education into elitism that like I don't want my kids to, to um, it's social capital to be with like basic assholes. And I don't, uh, someone said private school is overrated and social capital. Yeah, but the social, the, the um, social capital is to like get used to like being obsequious and like for black kids, it's it's not good, man. It's not. It's it's like. It's it's hard to get a sense of what it means, to be the struggle of what it means to be like black, not as an individual, but like, in Black America. Um, so, I want my kids going to regular public school with the public, and then I'll just teach them whatever they need. Um. um yeah, and I think that's gonna work because I know a lot of things, right? And 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 during the summer is pretty much where like I mean my kids are like they're doing fine in school, but uh, you know I, I teach them during the summer and they're doing fine and and they're picking up good friends and I think they're role model. Uh, yeah, the, the, the suburbs feel like Hitler Youth. I think that's true. I think that that's true. The suburbs are like like generating Hitler Youth. So you want to move out to the suburbs and raise your black kid. I don't know if that's better. I don't think so. I, I'm not convinced that's better. Um, and and uh, I don't think that's healthier either. Right. So just know that if you are having trouble with your kids or other people are telling you, well, if they want to quit, just let them quit. No, don't be crazy. Um, no, HBCUs, someone said, do you find HBCUs mandatory for black children? No, I think HBCUs might be a problem because they are funded and are um, organized to create a black buffer class that's not exactly trained on like securing power from, every now and then a radical graduates from HBCU and then like the, <laughs> the HBCU administration has to like get together and figure out how they let one go out, like a weed, right? So, uh, so HBCUs are not necessarily good for, you know, the black struggle. Maybe you want to raise like a black accountant or dentist, that might be fine. But like, I'm not really, um, I'm not really about HBCUs. Uh, I think by the time, uh, uh, HBCUs create white thinking black people. Well, no, I don't think that, I don't know if that's true. They create black people who are low key scared of whites and are very comfortable with white power. Although it's like a fake black empowerment when like you don't challenge white power. They create black people who don't challenge white power. 
but think that they are like super black. And you know, it's funny because there's this Wonder Years, the one, the new Wonder Years. I saw the pilot, and I was like, this black guy. First of all, the first Wonder Years had a black guy, had a working class white guy. So like this Wonder Years should have a working class black guy because that's actually more respective of like the black experience. Most black people are working class, but instead they get like a bougie professor. Except they try to say like, well, this black professor is a black professor because like he doesn't want his kids around white people. Except he sends his kids to an integrated school, but. Um, yeah, I don't like, uh, but that's like, you're not training your kid to fight white people. You're training them that they can have their own without having to deal with white people. And that's just like false. And that's like actually a white supremacist fantasy. There's a reason why conservatives, like real GOP people, don't mind Farrakhan. They like the black nationalists because like the black nationalists um, will tell black people, well, we don't need white people for anything. Meanwhile, white people like take government, state government, roads, schools, infrastructure, and like and the cops and and, and and land and and black people will be like, well, we don't need we don't need uh, white people for anything. Yes, you do need to deal with white people. This is America, and they are a lot of America. You have to deal with them, and they own more. You have to deal with them. You have to learn how to fight and rescue your power and your dignity from them. If you're training your if you're training your black kid not to actually like deal with white people and calling that empowerment, you're not actually training your black kid to be anything in America except like indirectly a service to white people. And so that's what I feel like, um, that's what I feel like, that's what I feel like uh, HBCUs indirectly do. They, they, tra they train a buffer class for white supremacists. Right, you need to learn how to fight them and it's a skill. You need to learn how to fight white people, and you're not, and you can't raise your kid to be scared of fighting white people, or to think that like, to be an American isn't to be a good American isn't um, to fight white people, because to be a good American is to fight white people. The history of good Americans is the history of Americans fighting white people. Um, that's like, <laughs> I, that's actually a pretty good, that's a pretty good rule of thumb. That's a pretty good rule of thumb. If you're on the right side of the fight, you should ask yourself, am I fighting white people? That's not to say that all fights, if you're fighting white people, you're fighting the right fight. But it's the same if you're on the site that's not fighting white people, then you might not be on the right side. Like, you're, you're probably not on the right side. You should probably change sides. <laughs> but um, not only to fight them, but to win. Right, right. So this idea that training black kids to be functional black adult um, is training black kids to be functional black adults should all be fun. To the rescue of meaningful life should all be fun is dangerous. And we need to stop, we need to stop that in general because we need to train white kids that like in order to actually be good white kids, they're going to have to do some non-fun work in terms of like they're going to have to like seed a lot of power that they're, that's they're going to want to not seed. Right, so like, no education for nobody in America should go through fun, necessarily. But it'll end in meaning. Right, so yeah, good times in rock. That's that. Those are those are better kind of I think black stories for black people, um, because you don't have to be bougie to actually, and you actually you get like a more authentic black experience in them. Um, all right, all right, so thank you for your time.
Uh, if you're just catching the video now, go back and watch the whole thing because it's good and it tells you how to talk to not just my kids, but to your own kids and other people's kids. And I'll tell you right now, do not ask my kids if their meaningful work is fun. That's irrelevant. Thank them for their meaningful work. All right. Thank you for your time. And I will talk to you next week.